Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Want to talk about carpet and floor covering traditions? Jordan, Jesse, go is your show. (laughs) You've come to the right place. The rug place, more like it. Today, a history of Stainmaster. <laughs> That's wow. right. I, th- I knew, I knew in my heart of hearts that one day it would come to this. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that I could have possibly prepared myself for the excitement that is the stain protection treatment Stainmaster. So yeah, I mean, I'll I'll just start I'll just start with my monologue, and then we'll drop it's in. It's finally happening. We'll drop in the music later. I mean, I don't need to tell you this. We do this show every week. Jordan. Jordan, can I interrupt you here? Okay. I had a long talk with my psychologist. Mm-hmm. And he said it's important that I don't get bent out of shape. Right. And I'm sort of freaking out about talking about Stainmaster this week on the show. I mean, we've, been, we've, been, we've been saving it. We've been waiting for a special occasion. I'm flipping out a little bit. And I don't think it's safe for my health. Oh, should we? Oh, boy. Well, I don't want you to. I mean, this is such a. I mean, Steinmaster, can you imagine? Well, I was looking can you forward the excitement? to letting people know that in 1927. No, don't give me the An Italian immigrant oh, named John Stein oh, 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 met a German immigrant named Gunter Master. I'm flipping out. I'm flipping out. And they decided right to join forces. Jordan, I'm flipping. I'm flipping. Jesse, I am sorry. I, I want to continue with this monologue, but you're... I'm freaking out over here. Should we just save this till maybe like... Does anyone have a brown paper bag? Till like later in the year, maybe once you've got all the Christmas stuff out of your system. Listen, calm down. Have some num-nums. Here, I have your baggie of num-nums right here. Oh, baby num-nums. Yeah, there's your num-nums. It's my favorite rice rusks. Have a rice rusk. Let's just put the Stainmaster stuff aside. Okay, don't try not to chew on mic. People really hate it. Don't. Just, can you just lean away from the mic while you're eating your num-nums? Let's. We'll table the Stainmaster stuff. Okay. Until later on. Right. Why don't we just chat today? A nice soothing chat. We'll bring in a comedian guest. Who has impressive writing credits? Mm-hmm. I know that's, you know, that's calming, right? Knowing that someone has a mastery over the words on the page, right? Why don't we do that? And once you've calmed down, we can revisit the Ain Master Stay Steg segment. And I'll also Pig Latin soothes you. K O A. Let's just go down this road, and we'll. We'll we'll re we'll rejigger the segment at the end okay. once once our cooler heads have prevailed. Okay, so no right. carpet talk this week at all. Well, I guess not. No other floor coverings. No linoleum. None. No bamboo. Mm-mm. No cork. Sand. Nope. No sand. Pack dirt for all those hut dwellers out there. No. And we know you're listening, hut dwellers. No bed of leaves. Nope. Just just chat with a pure guest. chat. And if the and if the conversation swerves toward flooring, we're going to jerk the wheel. Okay. So if if, if at all, if it seems like floor covering is going to come up, if someone's mm-hmm. talking about, you know, uh, you know, doing some home renovations, 
where feet go. Yeah. We're jerking the wheel. Yeah. Say it with me. Jerk, Jerk the, wheel. the wheel. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we know what to do. Got it. I think everything's going to be nice and cool. Our guest on Jordan Jesse Go is a stand-up comedian, beloved past Jordan Jesse Go guest, well-known victim of bumblebee attacks, <laughs> Max von Kahn East bumblebee attacks to be specific. Uh, he's written for many uh, television programs, uh, Jim Jeffries most recently, um, and others to come. One that we shan't say the name of because we're not sure we're allowed to say it out loud. But we will say that it is a show hosted by two past Jordan Jesse Go guests, two other beloved past Jordan Jesse Go guests. Comedian Kevin Avery is our guest. Did you almost say Steve Avery? I almost said Stephen Avery. That's it's a weird thing that everyone also. Hey, hey, everybody! <laughs> well, hey, you, hi! You, you both have great curveballs. I thank you. I just want the world to recognize that. I feel a little awkward. I came prepared to talk about nothing but stains. Stain. <laughs> oh, boy. I brought samples of. I know. And they're lovely samples, too. They have a lovely sample book. It looks like there's some nice shags in there. I'm starting to Okay. Okay. All right. I don't. The, uh, oh, the nose we're jerking the wheel. Guys, we're jerking the wheel. Jerking the wheel. Jerk the wheel. Jerk the wheel. All right. Uh, Kevin, you. Hey. It, it used to be. That you would come and visit us mm-hmm. when either you were, you know, here from New York City. Yes. Or, you know, at, in the case of Max von Kahn East, we were out your way. Yes. But you live here now. Yeah. Welcome. Thanks. It's I good moved to back. Have you. Yeah. It's nice to uh, be back here. When the, uh, last time I was here, you guys got a, it's a bustling operation out. Those Overflowing. Are, we're back to yeah. the gills in here. Well, I don't want to give away any trade secrets, but okay. when Jesse has a guest coming in that he wants to impress, he hires extras. Uh, <laughs> so everyone out there is from Central Casting. Those are just I models. <laughs> yeah. They're all on break right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I went to the modeling agency and, and said, uh, I'm tired of these models. Yeah. Do you have any models that just look like regular dorks? Uh, okay. <laughs> they're like, here, here's some pod dorks <laughs> yeah. for you. Well, they're they're playing their parts well out there. Everyone's doing a bang-up job. We need I half mean, Guys in guys in hoodies and then half mm-hmm. guys in bow ties. Right. We get some of each. <laughs> yeah. That's the perfect mix. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing, Kevin. Mm-hmm. When you have this many people in one office, yeah. you're going to need to treat your high traffic areas. Mm. Gotcha. Gotcha. But I don't want to get any further into it than that because I don't want to freak out again. No, uh-uh. No. I'm just saying you're going to want to treat your high traffic areas. All right. I, I won't. I mean, I have questions now. Endless questions, okay. specifically I'm about a little worked up that. I won't even. I won't even talk okay. about it. Okay. Uh, I do have an update, though. Please. What's that? Um, a a B update. Actually, not a B update, but a that was a a, a, a European B movie update. Oh, well, <laughs> Ooh, does someone have a new writing project that maybe they're under an NDA for? So here's the thing. Okay. Uh, so actually, so maybe can we yeah. give a can we give a, a brief cliff's notes to people who may be, be tuning in for the first time or who may have forgotten what sure. was the what was the B episode all about? Because it sounds like you've got a a part two or an addendum. Just an ad- a, an addendum is okay. the best way to put it. So uh, I was yes I was out at Max FunCon East uh, out in the Poconos. Yeah. Still rocking my Poconos hoodie. Yeah. Now oh, we're talking. That is a that's a comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, I'm out there. I was taking the uh, the lock picking seminar, right? And because uh, I want to know how to break in homes, mm-hmm. and 
it was outside, and as I was sitting out there, and I, I, I was late, and as I was sitting out there, the largest uh, wasp I'd ever seen in my life just walked on the scene. Did not fly. Was just just crawling around there on the the. It was really like turf, and I watched it crawl up a guy's pant leg and then crawl back down. <laughs> and I the stress was too much, and I left. And then later I talked about it on stage, and uh, people had obviously he'd witnessed me showing up late, then leaving and being very disturbed. They didn't know what happened. Um, and so I basically talked for 10 minutes on stage about this wasp. Yeah. Well, essentially, if I could summarize for you, Jordan, he's done an okay job. Thanks. I brought I, yeah. Kevin to the Poconos to perform stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. He saw a bee, and instead of performing comedy, he just yeah. talked about the bee the just whole time. About the, uh, <laughs> European wasp, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Well, make the, it, it was massive. <laughs> so, so, and I just, it was like only in the Poconos, I guess. And Are the uh, European wasps now, are they more dangerous because they have like different customs? Oh. Yeah. Or uh, I guess, I guess why make the distinction? You because know? of their social safety net. Sure. Right. Exactly. So they fly They have less the fear because of socialized medicine. Probably. They yeah. have, I think, uh, maybe even more uh, socially stratif- stratified customs. Right. Sure. Because they're going to Oxford or mm-hmm. Cambridge rather than Harvard or Yale. Well, and they're kind of close talkers, too. They yeah. definitely speak more properly than the rest of us. <laughs> right. Um, well, all this to say that I've – so I, I – Moved back out to Los Angeles. I live in Silver Lake right now, and I have a, a place. It's uh, it's like a duplex. I, I don't know, but I'm on the second story. A lot of windows. Um, I noticed. I think a month in, a, a yellow jacket appeared in my in my place. Now, did you in, get it indoors? Indoors. In now, indoors. Now, did you have you gotten a sense of where it might be from? Is it European? Is it who? God forbid, Asian. I think I think it's just a good old fashioned American yellow jacket. Good, and I think that's what we need, yeah. right? Yeah. That's Thank what you. we need. Just a good Norman American Rockwell. Type. Bring the bees yeah. back. Yeah, making America great again, <laughs> and. Uh, but I, I noticed buzz around that is, no, 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 no. <laughs> everyone's kind of you know. Um, but yeah, I noticed one, and then a few weeks later, I noticed another, mm. and then another, and then another. I have killed uh, no less than five uh, yellow jackets inside my uh, my place in the last. I'm going to say. Like three months. What are you how using? You, yeah, how you them? how you killing these magazine? Well, oh god, no! The world sure. magazine that's so imprecise. You got to know what you're doing. First of all, yellow jackets are Laser? the most dangerous. I'm working Snipe, on that sniper right rifle. <laughs> I do, ordered that in the mail. Don't have it yet. Yeah, uh, but they're the most aggressive of the wasp family, and they use coordinated attacks. Oh no! So, and they also stick to you when they sting you. They don't. They don't just hit and fade. So uh, I was – one I sprayed with so Raid. So the first step you took was to read books about why. <laughs> so <I> immediately <laughs> went to the library. Came and that's back. a good place to start. When, you, when anyone has a question, visit your local library. That's no what we say there. on this show. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, I sprayed one to death with Raid till it crawled back out of the window. Um, and then all the others I have had to crush – uh, one was on the window, but not. But I sh- and I shut the drapes, and then I smashed it in the drapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one, uh, I just came up and just and just crushed it with a stack of three by five cards. 
Oh, that's nice. That's the usually that's my go-to. The three by five cards. I leave them in. I leave one stack of cards in the actual. Pla- you reference. have one for like you know ideas. Yes. You know jokes stuff. Exactly. For sta- you know just idea fragments that'll turn into something later. You have mm-hmm. a stack. A stack of those, and then you just have a wasp crushing stack. Yes, but right now, as on the as I was leaving to come out here, my windows are being redone on the front of the house, mm-hmm. and so he had to remove them. So now there are these two gaping holes in my in the front of my place. Just it's basically oh an open house. For, traditionally, literally, traditionally, when one takes a window out of a home, mm-hmm. one replaces it with a second. Yes. Improved window. But there was a while when he was going to... In fact, at one point, the guy was like, oh, I left a tool at my, at my house. I got to go back and get it. And he left with just his open window. And uh, that's the guy, terrifying. The guy removes the window. He's like, shit, dude. I am sorry. I am out of glass. <laughs> I have run out yeah. of glass. Yeah. Like, do you remember what's supposed to go in this hole? Yeah. yeah. So I have uh, some... Fondant. <laughs> I think he started to just. I also have an artisanal cake, bakery the on the side. Can do anything with yeah. that stuff. I sure. figure. Yeah. So anyway, um, I'm. I'm. I hope to be in a wasp-free house. You live in uh, fear. Yeah. You're. 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 Are you? Uh, you like wake up screaming? Do you feel phantom wasps on your face? Well, one day I heard one. I was walking through my place and I heard one buzzing recently. Right. And I've gone mad with the Christmas decorations. Not mad, but I've never decorated my apartment for Christmas before, and so I got a tree. I did the whole thing. What and, uh, what 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 brought on the Christmas spirit? If you've if you're I just not a like Christmas this place. decorator, my place in New York was smaller. I always felt temporary when I was living in New York. I knew I would come back out here, and so now I have this. I really like my place. I have all this room, and I was like, let's do it. And I love Christmas. Yeah, I love Christmas I too. Love Christmas. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but I was walking around, and I heard. I thought I heard a buzz. And I went and I checked all the windows, nothing there. A few hours later, I saw one on the window and I realized I did hear a buzz. It was in my Christmas tree. Mm. So now I, every time I walk past the you tree, got I kind of – I got treebies. And I got to kind of side eye it. And I got to side eye the treebie. Sure. <laughs> and uh, so I, do, I constantly am checking the windows in my – no. That sounds, like a, that sounds like, a, like a Twitter meme that you like see but you don't know what it means like – when Bay side eyes the tree bees, <laughs> yes. and then it's like sponge, yeah. a picture of SpongeBob doing something. Yeah, <laughs> like what That's is it. this? Can we make that happen? Can somebody? Uh, can can somebody out there make a? A tree bee side side eye tree bee. I would yeah. say that it also sounds like the premise of a horror film that does shockingly well at the box office. Mm. <laughs> Where you're like, wait, that made a hundred and fourteen million dollars, <laughs> right? Tree bees. Mm. I like it. Listen, I think we got some Dreamy. dank meme lords in the audience. <laughs> yeah, if I know our audience. Lords, of course. It's a lot of like people who work in tech. Right now, our listeners are just sitting sitting like Kermit the Frog, drinking, mm-hmm. drinking a glass of tea. Sure, yeah. They know how, how dank their memes are. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think we have, you know, our audience is, you know, maybe tech people. I think sure. like creative people, you know, maybe people who have a creative business they run from home. People in the alt-right. People in the alt-right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and I think all of that, you know, within all of that, there's an intersection, and that is dank meme lords. Mm-hmm. So Can we get some dank memeage going? 
Let's yeah. please. I insist on dank memeage. Uh, Jordan, yes. it is, as we record this, the holiday season. Mm-hmm. The holiday season will, look, it, it may yet be uh, Three Kings Days, probably still on the horizon by the time this comes sure. out. Sure. Boxing uh, Day. Is Catholics, that January 6th? That's Catholic's annual celebration of David O. Russell's most underrated film, oh, mm-hmm. right. in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, the one where George Clooney punched him, I think. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that right? It happened on the set of yeah. Three Kings. Really? Yeah, I think that's true. I, I think George Clooney punching David O. Russell is like the second tier to that video of Lily Tomlin reaming David O. Russell. <laughs> uh, Three Kings is a pretty great movie, though. But anyway, uh, you were nice enough to get me a holiday gift, a mm-hmm. uh, gift certificate to Secret Headquarters comic books here in Los Angeles. Oh, Every yeah. year I look forward to going to Secret Headquarters where they are Jordan Jesse Go fans and I get to feel like a celebrity. Mm-hmm. And then I, I hand them my gift certificate and they tell me what comic book to buy. It's, it's really amazing. Uh, one, of the, one, of the great, one of the great pleasures in my creative life mm-hmm. has been when the people at Secret Headquarters recognized me. <laughs> yeah. Because as a young... Do they? As a young dork... All sure. you want is for the person at the comic store to be nice to you, <laughs> yeah. because they so rarely are. They're Growing so up, weird. they want you yeah. to leave. They're so angry about everything. Yeah. Well, now I want the people at Secret Headquarters to write. I go by there, like, I think once every couple of weeks. So with the, when you see a light-skinned black guy with freckles walk in your store, that is me, Secret Headquarters okay. guy. Get on yeah. it. Yeah. And Al from Al's Comics in San Francisco? Thanks for recognizing me when I was a kid, but it was weird that you called me Mark Grace, even though Mark Grace was my favorite baseball player. And mm. I was often there to buy Mark Grace baseball cards. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. You know? I don't know. Yeah. The guy at my comic book store called me Greed Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was there for. Well, that's because of your superpowers. <laughs> that's true. And, yeah. Did you say... And, and I'm afraid of yellow. <laughs> Did you say Green Lantern or Greeb Lantern? <laughs> I think I said Green Lantern, but... Greeb Lantern. Greeb Lantern. <laughs> I like Greeb Lantern. <laughs> that needs to be its own comic book. Anyway, there's a 25% chance. Here's, here's the reality of being me in 2017. Mm-hmm. My memory, Kevin, is not as strong as it could be. Sure, I understand. There's a 25% chance I've already given you this gift for Christmas in the past, Jordan, mm-hmm. oh, because wow. I thought it was such a good idea that I was worried that it was just because I had thought of it previously. Okay. Uh, but here, I got is this, this. Am I just getting the same pocket pussy again? I can't <laughs> wait. I was like, I know you love pussy, and I know you've got pockets. Oh, hey, this is a Spider-Man pocket action. Pocket pussy. A Spider-Man pocket pussy. That's this amazing. is the, no, no, this is, a, this is actually kind of legendary. I think this is something that we definitely have talked a lot about on the show, but I do not own. Oh, thank God. This is the Spider-Man action figure. I'm, I'm disappointed, by the way. I was looking forward to seeing you pretend like you didn't have it, but clearly you already had it. <laughs> oh, thanks! Yeah. I'm going to take this and show it to my friends at the Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> They'll love to see this. What this is is a Spider-Man action figure uh, from the Sam Raimi trilogy. Uh, this is modeled after – oh, gosh, who's the guy who plays him? I forget. Uh, the guy McGuire. Uh, oh, sorry, no. the guy who plays J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, I th- I can't. You haven't held it up. I thought it was oh, Peter Parker. Yes. Oh, J. Jo- okay. So J. Jonah James, the guy who owns the Daily <laughs> you got Beagle, offended. Uh, and on the box, it uh, it says he comes with desk pounding action. Yeah, <laughs> I watched a YouTube video of it. Bring it's really me fun. pictures of Spider Man, and he comes with a Man. desk, a phone, uh, three different coffee mugs. Oh, and a bottle of aspirin. Yeah, all this the is different great. stuff on s- his desk shakes when he pounds. Can you I see this? this? Yeah, this is awesome. Thank you, Jesse. This is a great gift. You're welcome. Merry I have Christmas, often friend. thought about the time I saw the 
Spider-Man action figure, J. Jonah Jameson, with desk-pounding action in the store. And I, I, I'm, I kick myself for not buying it regularly. Well, there but you now go. I have my very own. There you I go. mean, Merry the best Christmas. thing about this guy is not the action figure itself. It's the action figure access. That This might be the only action figure where the accessories are actually cooler. They're so the cool. Fi- I mean, oh, man, this is great. Well, he's going to need some of that aspirin after getting a headache from that Spider-Man. I know, right? People say he's a hero, but he's really a menace. Yeah, I agree. I think he's a menace, too, just like J. Jonah Jameson does. (laughs) Oh, you agree with him. (laughs) (laughs) So we stand right now at the very beginning of 2018. We're getting the year off to a fresh start. Let's do it by answering questions from Jordan Jesse Go listeners. They've submitted them on Facebook, on Reddit, on Twitter. I've got a big fat list. When we come back, we'll get down to it. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's been a long time coming, but John Roderick finally has a podcast on the MaximumFun.org network. <sighs> the long wait is over. <laughs> Max Fun Friends, I teamed up with these two unlikely nerds and their dumb Star Trek podcast. <laughs> and we talk about uh, war movies, not just in a laudatory and salivating way, but we apply critical thinking principles to uh, the multiple, multiple subtexts that are woven in every war movie. And Sylvester Stallone specifically. It is not that. It is not that at all. (laughs) So go grab Friendly Fire every Friday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. We're in a hotel room in San Francisco to tell you about the fine folks who help make this program possible. First of all, our friends at HelloFresh. JJ Go is supported in part by HelloFresh, the meal kit delivery service that delivers your favorite recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy for less than $10 per meal. You could choose a plastic plan, veggie plan, family plan, cake plan. Uh, They also offer a Hall of Fame, a premium, and a kid-tested recipe selections. Ooh, that sounds nice. You can make almost anything. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I do like cooking with HelloFresh quite a lot. Uh, I often get their boxes, and uh, the meals always turn out fantastic. And you can uh, cook them pretty much no fuss, no muss with the things you have around the house. Uh, always turns out great. And hey, if you want to try it, you get $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. And you go to HelloFresh.com, and you enter the promo code JJGO30. That's HelloFresh.com and the promo code JJGO30 for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. Remember what we always say about HelloFresh. It's their beloved slogan, more than just great cakes. (laughs) That's true. That is their slogan that we wrote for them, whether they like it or not. We're also supported this week by our friends at RX Bar, a whole food protein bar made with 100% whole ingredients check this out rx bars core ingredients do all the talking it's like eating three egg whites two dates and six almonds gluten-free soy-free dairy-free 
They come in 11 different flavors, including fruity and chocolatey flavors. Let's say you're at your mountain cabin and you need to, you, you, you hiked up to Poppy Lake. Sure. But then uh, your kids are feeling peckish. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're feeling a little peckish. Well, yeah. good news. You put some RX bars in your day pack, so you're all set. Jesse, I got another totally made up hypothetical yeah. of a place you could use an RX bar. Yeah. Let's say you swim early in the morning at the Verdugo Aquatic Center. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're peckish. Yeah, well, you've been doing it the at the Verdugo Aquatic Center. Yeah. Uh, you could pull over and get, you know, donuts and coffee. No. That's going to, that's going to healthy. It's going to hurt for your you. waistline. Yeah. Here's what you do. You need something convenient, great tasting, and all natural. You, you throw an RX bar in your bag. Sometimes I keep them in my glove box. I do. Uh, this is another product that I quite like. These are very tasty bars. Uh, you don't have to feel crummy about the ingredients. RX bars. They are bars that you eat when you want to have a bar. What about they are bars to the extreme? Oh, that's good. They that's are really good. bars. They are bars to, to the, the extreme. extreme. For 25% off your first order, visit rxbar.com slash jjgo and use the promo code, wait for it, jjgo at checkout. That's rxbar.com slash jjgo and enter the promo code jjgo at checkout. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la, la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Kevin Avery. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Kevin, you're a return guest. You know, return you know, guest you know, guy. You, to, <laughs> you know, return uh, guest guy is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Avery, Grebe Lantern. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. See, now that's, that's a nickname. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's get down to the questions. We put out a call for questions. You sent them to us. Uh, let's start with one from Rob. What's a good alternative to chips the food? Follow-up question, what's a good alternative to chips the television show? <laughs> mm. Boy, I – okay, so this one's a little bit tough for me because I love chips. Really? I love eating them. I love thinking huh. about eating them. What's your top chip? I love chip? opening what? a bag. Uh, you know – I love most chips. Mm-hmm. Hard pressed to find a chip that I won't I won't like. Okay. Uh, oh, you know, although uh, the uh, a popular chip that I am not a fan of, and I'm not saying I won't ever eat this, but I rarely crave it, is Doritos. Really? Yeah. No, yeah. I don't care for them. Oh, I love Doritos. I don't need them. I that's like, like my favorite. That's my my favorite chip. I like. I would say that I like Doritos in the same way I like candy corn. I like to have about three wow. a year. Three individual <laughs> units a year, and I, I like them, and then I want no more. I love a cool ranch Dorito. I kind of scr- crunch it up mm-hmm. until it's a, sort of a mush in my mouth, yeah. center it in my mouth, and suck out the flavor. I think if you're... Oh. <laughs> Kevin's oh. really upset. Yeah. Oh, That's boy. precise <laughs> and oh. a little bit sexual. <laughs> I'm never going to forget that. Jordan, what's your, t- what's your top chip? <sighs> Gun to my head. Yeah. Sour cream and onion. Okay. Lace. Do you just a regular plain sour cream and onion lace? I think Do you prefer so. a lace to a ruffles? Mm, you know what I like is a wavy lay. Okay. Yeah, I like the I like the ridges. I like the more substantial ridges on the wavy lays. Yeah, I like a substantial chip. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't like regular lays that much because they're too insubstantial. To sure, me. paper thin. Yeah, I like uh, I like one of those. You know, like. Uh, 
Kettle chip. Kettle chips yeah. are great. I love I love a sweet Maui onion chip. That's going to be my classic all time number mm. one chip. I don't know what brand that is now. It used to be Mother Goose, mm-hmm. and then it became Hawaiian chip brand. Are yeah. Mother Goose chips even around? No, I don't think so. I think they hmm. folded all of them except for Hawaiian. Okay, I remember Hawaiian. Sweet Maui onion is my jam, and then I'm a big fan of uh, honey Dijon mustard kettle chip. Those are great too. Those That's are great bad. too. That's not bad. Uh, uh, Kevin? There's a sister chip to sour cream and onion, but I can't remember what it is. There's like a ranch chip that has some of the same qualities. Yeah, it's, uh, I just had it and it was, it's great. It's super tangy. Yeah. And you start eating it and then you can't stop eating it and then you're eating it really fast and then your whole mouth is just this chip. Yes. It's like sucked into its own universe and you regret that you ever ate one. (laughs) But they're delicious. Yeah, because your mouth is in a new universe where the Nazis won World War II. Oh, my God, yeah. And they're making the hell out of that chip. reality? Yeah. Um, I like that. And a little sea salt. Yeah. That's a that's a nice one. But we're supposed to be talking about chip alternatives here. Well, I mean if if you're if (laughs) okay, so when are Are you? Are we talking about healthy chip alternatives or are we just talking about things that aren't chips? Boy, yeah, because I don't love like I don't like a sun chip really. I don't like a you know Cheese it all day, baby. Cheese it. No, cheese it no. all that's, night that's and a all thing day. I don't need. I'll have... Cheese it is the king of pa- of pre of packaged foods from the grocery store. It's the, by far the best one. I love it. It doesn't make me sick at my stomach. I find it satisfying to eat, and I l- to love the flavor. I chew it up until it's kind of a meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Suck out the flavor. Oh boy. Oh, God. We're talking about mind. Cheez-Its or Pussy? Yeah, oh, right. boy. Uh, <laughs> I hell, can't even tell man. anymore. Uh, I mean, I guess I was, for some reason, my mind went to the guy's at a, at a like a deli. Right. And he's got a side choice. Mm. And he's like, you can get a bag of chips or something. Like I mean, a I like, like a classic peanuts. potato salad. I was going to say like a coleslaw. I, would, I usually go coleslaw mm-hmm. if we're talking about like case salads. I really love the worst potato salad. Mm-hmm. I don't like any of the I don't actually really like potatoes that much and I don't like any fancy potatoes. If it's got yeah. tarragon in it or whatever, I really the only kind I like is the kind that they scoop with a scoop at the grocery store deli. Like the lowest of the low. Yeah, I don't know. The I, I get you, but sometimes they could just Feel it, it. It can taste gross. It, the texture, the potato salad texture, is critical, critical. Because if if it's not, it just feels like yeah. I don't know something that's already been like taken in your mouth, sucked in, and where all the juice is drained from. It feels so. It's like you sort of chew it up. Okay. All right. Yeah. If you're not careful. I'm going to start talking about stain master again. Oh. Yeah, a healthy alternative I like is a snap pea. Okay, oh, that's I nice. I like a snap pea. I'll eat. A, I'll I'll sit there and eat snap peas indefinitely, and I'm pretty sure it's good for you. You know what I like? You cut up a cucumber, mm-hmm. maybe a Persian cucumber without any seeds. Oh yeah, it's a nice mm. one. Uh, mm. And you put it in a little rice wine vinegar, mm. salt and pepper. Make a quick pickle. A quick pickle, or uh, maybe a little olive oil. Squeeze a lemon in there, oh, and wow. then you got a nice little side. You get some. Uh, it's, it's a little salty. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and you're probably not you're probably not uh, expanding the waistline in the same way you would if you had a bag of chips. That seems like too much work. It is a little bit of work. Honestly. Although my mind did go straight to macaroni and cheese. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, Just make a box of mac and uh, cheese. You know, but not for some reason like the, like fancy mac and cheese like you, that that you'd get in a, or almost like I don't know, like an Annie's. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. And as far as an alternative to the Chips TV show, I'm going to say any other TV show. Yeah. Trauma Center. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> Knight Rider. <laughs> yeah. Any of those. Airwolf. I just saw Eric Estrada on a giant billboard for a holiday parade or something. Yeah. I saw that too. He's hosting. Eric Estrada's ability to remain a celebrity is incredible <laughs> because I know exactly who Eric Estrada is. Yeah. I am. I am – Five to seven years too young to have ever seen or cared about chips. Yeah. And I like, and I don't think Eric Estrada has ever done anything else. I, well, he? funny voice on C Lab. Oh, there you go. So I think he's beloved to our generation. Eric Estrada probably had a bigger career, like a, a, more, a more regularly working career before chips than after. I feel like chips happened, he was a huge star, and then that was the last we. Not the last we saw of him, but that, that was like the last thing he ever did. He's like the only celebrity I've ever recognized on the street in Los Angeles. He was in a <laughs> restaurant I was in. Uh, you know, it's Estrada and Hasselhoff are of a piece, it seems. Like they are the guys yeah. who were the first to the table as far as we can have fun with our – we can kind of make fun of ourselves mm-hmm. a little bit. And I think they were – they kind of coasted on that for a while. Adam West. Adam West, sure, sure, yeah. sure. Adam West is much better at it than either of them. Yeah, much sure. More. Well, he Adam had West a more iconic is character. So, is actually very genuinely funny yeah. Yeah. in a way that neither Hasselhoff nor Eric Estrada That's are. True. Although not, neither of those guys are, are without talent. Sure, yeah. But I feel, like, uh, I feel like Adam West's great gift is that he is actually very funny. Right. Or was yeah. actually very yeah, funny. Yeah, I, I, I think he became a punchline. I think people maybe did not understand that he was ever trying to be funny, but yeah. he was. <laughs> so I think he got lumped in with those guys who were like, hey, we were ridiculous, right? But uh, was actually giving an interesting comic performance. Okay, John wants to know, what's your spookiest fortune-telling experience? <laughs> what? what? Yeah, like, have you ever had a spooky experience? Experience with a fortune teller. I feel like John should be telling us his. A he clearly has had a Yeah, this experience. is loaded. I agree yeah. with you, Have Kevin. Have you ever been to a fortune teller or a psychic, Jordan? I went once. I did I did it once on like a it was like a second date, and she's like, wouldn't it be funny if mm-hmm. we went into this <laughs> fortune teller? And we did, and you know what? It was a lot of fun. Okay. Uh it was a great uh it was, you know, gave me a chance to prove that I'm spontaneous and down for whatevs. Yeah. Uh, which is something I want people to know about me. Sure. And you're spiritual. Sure, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I'm open to the universe uh-huh. and what it has to say to me. And uh-huh. you like magic. And I like magic and cards. Got sure. one of those buckwheat pillows probably? <laughs> sure, yeah. Why not? Got a buckwheat pillow. What are those salt rock lamps? Oh, Cinnamon yeah. broom. Yeah. <laughs> I got it all. Uh, yeah, I don't really remember too much of what went on. I think she's just kind of – I remember the fortune teller being very nice and very welcoming and just saying kind of a lot of general things about, well, you're interested in creativity. I'm like, I am. <laughs> so there were a lot of like good, yeah. good – you know. but I didn't really get anything from it. I don't remember it that much other than it being a thing that I know I've done once. What about you, Kevin? I lived around the corner from a psychic that I walked by every day. In New York, mm-hmm. and I never went in. Hmm. But I used to just see her hanging out, looking at her iPad. Because like, <laughs> they all sit in the window. They're psychic, and then yeah. you can see them in there. They've got their little table, and you know. And there's, a, I assuming there's another room. Although I did see a couple people talking to them, so I don't know. But I never went in. But I did have, when I first lived here, uh, I lived in Los Feliz, and, and the owner of the apartment, her aunt and uncle, 
came to look at any damage that needed to be fixed or any whatever anything I need to repair. They came to look at it, and uh, they were this uh, this uh, Indian couple who had they had an arranged marriage. They got to talking about it. We all got friendly, and then she was asking me about my my uh, dating life. And before she left, she was like, J- give me your hand. Let me." Sh-. And she did a palm reading. Oh, okay. And she told me that – this is a woman looking at my apartment for, and suddenly she's in my living room reading my palm. But she, she told me that I would be married after I was uh, – I can't remember what age she told me. But she said I'd be married and I would – and my wife – I would have three kids, two girls and a boy. And then she said that uh, I would get to a certain point. She said, the ne- after next year, you'll never worry about money again. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And then she said my wife would be very beautiful. She said, And then she went, at least an eight. <laughs> she threw it at the end. I was like, all right. At now least. <laughs> that, at least. Now you're piling it on. She's like, oh, and I also, yeah. I also see here that you're not going to uh, hang any paintings with nails. <laughs> yeah. Or else you'll lose your deposit. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's uh, so we'll see. Still hanging on. I think I'm. I may have talked about this on Jordan Jesse Go before, but I once went up into the Hollywood Hills uh, to buy some stuff on Craigslist, mm-hmm. uh, and I got up in there and I got up to this like A frame, pretty far up in the Hollywood Hills, and I was buying all this. She, the, there was a woman there, mixed sort of middle aged woman. She had all these high end clothes arranged. Mm-hmm. And so I was buying them all, some for myself and some to sell. And I was like wondering whether I was buying her cheating boyfriend's clothes or something like that. I was really baffled as to what was going on. And the woman said to me while I'm talking with her about this, she was very nice. She said, you know, I'm psychic. I said, really? And she said, yeah. And I had told her that my wife was pregnant. We were going to have our first child. And she said, uh, she's like, hold on. She says, you're going to have a daughter. And I was like, okay, <laughs> psychics aren't real. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> right? Uh, and then, uh, you know, a few months later, our child was born. Uh, and we, it was, as far as we were concerned at the time, a boy. And then uh, we, I was like, ha, fuck you, psychics. Mm. Jesse wins again. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my oldest child turned out to be a daughter. And I was like, oh, fuck, was that psychic real? So there you go. Psychics are real. We got to go back and see that woman. I know. <laughs> what the hell else you got to say? I know. I was so proud of myself for proving that that psychic was phony <laughs> by, <Yeah>. by 50-50 <clears throat> roll of the dice. <laughs> I know, right? But when That's it the... came back, like <clears throat> the odds are so much longer of a child being assigned male at birth mm-hmm. turning out to be a uh, female uh, than they are of – her getting it right just because the kid was born that way. Yeah. It feels like psychics are real to me now. Yeah. <laughs> like I still don't believe in psychics, uh-huh. but that seems so ridiculous that it happened. I, I'm just afraid to go to to one because I'm afraid of what I would – like part of it is – well, I think it's bullshit. But the other part of it is – but what if they're right? And it's that I don't want to know too much. Has have, has anyone in the history of psychics has anyone just got a really dour prediction? Because I think that's the thing to me that seems like yeah. it that that always you know that always talks me off of maybe there's something to this is that whenever one whenever anyone talks about seeing a psychic, it's always something nice, something positive. It's always at least an eight. You're going to marry an eight. Yeah, well, uh, eight or above. But I mean, 
what about uh, uh, Pee Wee Herman, the basement of the Alamo? Mm, sure. Well, well, that was a really t- tall mountain for him to climb, not least because the Alamo doesn't have – everyone knows the Alamo doesn't have a basement. Yes. <laughs> I, I would be I would be more inclined to believe it if someone's like, oh, yeah, I went to the psychic and they said, yeah, the next two years are kind of going to be shit. <laughs> <laughs> they will get better, but uh, you're going to yeah. have a real shitty two years and it seems like nothing will work out. Um, and then it'll get slightly better, uh, but then it will probably get bad again. Here's a question Thank just God. for Kevin. Oh. When, uh, when is the reunion tour of For Now? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Good. I like, I like it when we have, uh, I like, this is clearly this is a dedicated listener. Crazy specific. Uh, for, for casual listeners, we should say that perhaps mm-hmm. one of the greatest facts about, about, about our guest, in addition, a man, who has nothing but great things about him? Oh, no. is that he uh, was in a boy band periodic, uh, per- periodically. I, I should yes. say briefly for a yes. time in college. He was the rapper in in a boys I was a to singer. Men style. I was a rapper, and then I ju- I got with these guys, and yeah, we all sang. And uh, but I was yeah, I was the guy who did the rap breaks, yeah. and then and sang a lot of backup and stuff. Uh, don't have any planned reunions uh, coming up. Although, weirdly, I'm working on something that might see a reunion of me and another member. Oh, okay, okay. So, but I can't say what it is. Do you, do you know? A, do you keep up with... It's a little something called Casey and JoJo. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you ran into JoJo. That's You're right. Casey. There we go. And uh, The C get... is for Avery. Guys, we're doing it. We're yeah. doing it again. Uh, so there is obviously one member that you're in touch with. Do you keep up with the other members of the band? Do you know what they're up to now? Um, one is like I know one is a is a state trooper in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I haven't talked to I haven't talked to most of them. There's one guy I know who's on. Um, uh, I see him on Facebook all the time, and he works in aviation, but I'm not quite sure what he does. Okay. Uh, and then I've kind of lost touch with most of the other. Of the other guys, I mean, How with many some guys of them, were in with... the group. Well, there are originally six of us. Wow, when we were sizable called building four a now. sizable boy building band, it, building in a little redundancy. Yeah, I mean, well, we just all we, it, it, somebody's going to stop showing up. It was born very organically, and that's exactly what happened. One guy, yeah, a couple guys left, and and uh, and. Yeah, it changed over time. I mean, I mean we it's did, nice because you were originally called Six Now, which isn't really yeah. a pun. <laughs> that's not no, no one. No one gets I mean, that. we know what you're going through. I mean, I think you know you were in the world in the world of you know R and B music in college, mm-hmm. and Jesse and I were in the equally glamorous uh, world of improv. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, then that's a strategy in that world too. Two very is, sexy businesses. Sure. Yeah. Very sexy. Similarly sexual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very yeah. sexual. Do you guys sexual. do a lot of uh, grinds and body rolls? Mm-hmm. We did. Yeah. I mean, if that was yeah. the audience suggestion. Sure. Yeah, we'd be like, girl, yeah, exactly. I'm a bad dentist. <laughs> sure. Hey, lady, I need a request of a profession from the audience. <laughs> girl, I heard you yell proctologist. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, maybe a reunion? I, okay, I hope. Okay. But, you know. Well, clearly we're building buzz now for I it, know, so. right? Here's something from Joe. What's the worst movie you've ever seen? Not so bad it's good, just a straight-up, time-wasting piece of shit. Oh, boy. Yeah. Tomb Raider. To- oh. oh, I'm sorry. Batman and Robin. That's the worst. Really? Batman and Robin. I've to- never seen Batman and Robin, but I read our friend Glenn Weldon's book about Batman, mm-hmm. uh, which I really enjoyed. And it has 
I won't say a full-throated defense of Batman and Robin, but... <laughs> More throat than you typically get for that movie. Yeah, and it's basically built around the the idea that, you know, Joel Schumacher was was inspired by the sense of camp that has often attended Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Batman is, is often a, f- a figure of some camp, and uh, Joel Schumacher is certainly a camp enthusiast. Mm-hmm. And that that was part of his goal, and basically, it, the film was in part caught up in the uh, 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 homophobic nerd wars of the early internet. Sure, um, and I, I am, I am, I have decided because I love Glenn Weldon so much. I'm just going to accept this theory wholesale. And not check it by watching the movie Batman. <laughs> um, I will tell you why I disagree. Yeah, because um, the the whole one of the, I don't want to say the point of the Batman movies, but the Batman movies sort of did away with the. That was one of the, the things they were doing is doing away with the whole the camp. Sure, they were darker. It was supposed to portray Batman in this very you know sort of specific way, and the other movies kind of fell in line with this and the thing that i heard about joel schumacher is he said that uh his quote was you know batman and Ron, or batman has been uh sort of brooding over his parents death all this time i think it's time he got over that well that's <laughs> no that's not batman that's anymore the thing that's just, of batman yeah so i i don't it just oh my god it was so uh, the, you know the fact that he's Driving down the in the, the opening scene and and the he's driving down the road. Batman is in his Batmobile and the screen comes up and it's the commissioner. He's like, "Batman, there's a new villain in town." No one, no one says. <laughs> not even in the. I mean, come on, just that's in the beginning of the movie. There's a new villain in town. There's a new villain. How do you do? You meet him at the airport. Like it was just a yeah. weird. Well, he signed up. He he applied yeah. for a villain license. He I went down so. to the yeah. chamber of commerce. Those villain visa. visas are hard to get. You can't just you can't just queue up for it. You got to get sponsors. You got to get letters of endorsement. Yeah. Wow. I think my worst movies are it's a it's a real toss up between Van Wilder and the first Transformers. Wow. Really? Yeah. The one thing I remember hmm. from Van Wilder, and I think I've talked about this on the show before, is it's like a college prank movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Or it's a yeah, so it's a you know it's Van Wilder. He's the king of pranks. Yeah. And there's a scene where they, to get back at the snooty fraternity, they make a dog come inside donuts, okay. I, with a some sort of dog humping. This sounds familiar. Apparatus, and they send the cum filled donuts to the snooty fraternity. Mm-hmm. I think I said sorority. It's a fraternity. And then there's just a scene of these frat guys. Eating these cum donuts and like loving it, yeah. Going like, like in a way that no one would ever eat sure. anything, yeah. And for some reason, that stands out to me as like the worst thing I've seen in a movie, uh, despite <laughs> it being kind of fun to describe on yeah. here. Actually, yeah. I mean, it's an awful thing. I always, I never thought that much of that movie, but I thought that was a great character. Yeah, there was something I really liked. The guy who the never fan, graduated. Uh, yeah, that I thought that was very funny, I, and I thought Ryan Reynolds was great as that character. Yeah, the movie uh, it was pretty forgettable until you mentioned that donut scene. I didn't. I barely remember it now. But. <laughs> and yeah, and I think the first Transformers for me, it's kind of like 
it's just it it's it doesn't it it didn't it was not a cool action movie because it's got that bad Michael Bay action where you don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. but also it has so much bad comedy in it. So it's a a mashup of a of a it's not a it's not satisfying in the action zone. Yeah. But you're also getting all these kind of like bad like fakey fake improv scenes. I don't know. Then so, what did you think of the others? I didn't. I have not seen a Transformer since. See, I thought that was the best. Of that kind of movie, have and, you seen, and I've seen them all. Yeah, now, oh, you've seen the all Transformers. The rest of them wow. are, are garbage, but that but the first one, the uh, like the first one. So you're I was telling like, me they get worse. <laughs> I'm saying, oh yeah, oh boy. The first one, I was like, this isn't. There's nothing spectacular about this movie except the way it looks. It still does have that yeah. thing, that Michael Bay thing you described, where you're like, I don't really know what's going on. But it was still, I you know, I just thought it was the best version of this type of movie. Yeah. And then they all get where there's one where it's like it's a bad movie, but it looks really it's beautiful. Sure, it looks spectacular, but otherwise they all yeah don't watch the rest. Okay. I have not seen a ton of terrible movies because a whole a whole part of my life is built around not watching anything that sucks, mm-hmm. uh, not out of haughtiness, just out of fear, basically. Yeah, like a paralyzed like I I cannot watch. Something you know, like a lot of people are like, "Oh, that's a great movie to have on in the background when you're like, I can't do that." No, oh, really. So it only like it has to actually be something that. So in order for me to have seen a, I mean, like I saw music and lyrics on an airplane, <laughs> uh, and frankly, I kind of liked it. Yeah. Um, but like, there's very rare, especially now that you get to choose what you watch on an airplane. Yeah. That I'll watch a whole movie that I that is like that I have reason to believe might suck. Mm. Um, however, our first intern, our first Sound of Young America intern ever was a wonderful guy named Tim. And Tim's favorite movie was Love Actually. Mm-hmm. And I and he told me, you're going to love Love Actually. You should watch Love Actually. So I sat down and watched Love Actually. And for context, I want to say, as I just pointed out by saying that I actually really enjoyed the movie Music and Lyrics, mm-hmm. uh, Hugh Grant, I get a kick out of every time I watch him. I enjoy Hugh Grant no matter what. I just I, remembered what Music and thing. Lyrics is. Oh, my God. <laughs> what that movie was. Okay. Yeah. Maybe Drew, Bar- Drew, Barrymore? Drew Barrymore. I never yeah. saw it, but yes, I remember. It's yeah. not a good movie, but I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, but uh, Hugh Grant, I, I, I would watch Hugh Grant in a television commercial for Verizon, mm-hmm. and I would be like, there's Hugh Grant stuttering his way through another <laughs> yeah. charm fest. How much can he blink? Yeah. How much uh, can one man Paddington? blink? Uh, and, well, I saw Paddington number one, and I re- actually really liked that. Oh. Yeah, I really enjoyed Paddington. Okay. Um, and then I would also say that Laura Linney is maybe one, one of, if not my favorite a treasure. actress. I both think she is a brilliant, brilliant talent, and I have long, since teenagedom, had kind of a crush on Got her. Got a crush on her. Yeah. Um, and I think she's wonderful. And there are other brilliant actors in Love Actually as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Alan Rickman is a wonderful actor. Sure. Um, however, <laughs> it fucking sucks so <laughs> bad. Love I mean, Actually. I think because, maybe because I thought it was supposed to be good, mm-hmm. that I was judging it by the standards of a good movie. But yeah. I, I watched the whole thing. And by the end, I was so mad that I hadn't just turned it off at the beginning I, I was like, that sucked from beginning to end. Nothing was good about what that whole did, shitty fucking movie. Why didn't you like it? 
I didn't like anything about it. I know a whole lot of people who hate that movie. I don't know what it. Maybe I'm broken inside. I I actually really liked it. I have I, never seen it. To me, the space it occupies in my world mm-hmm. is. Uh, I think we and we've we talked about this on the podcast too. That phenomenon of like when you say you haven't seen a movie and people are like. Oh my God! You've never yeah, seen blank, yeah. and then they yell at you for a weird amount of mm-hmm. time. Uh, you know, and it, to me, it's usually something from like our childhood, like Goonies. Goonies yeah. is like the quintessential one for the, me. I've never seen Goonies. I just saw it relatively recently, and I didn't like it. Okay, yeah. but you have to be a kid. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, uh, but to me, Love Actually is that movie that people do it to me, but mm-hmm. it's a it's the most recent movie. That's so strange. It's like though. not from the eighties. People are like, you've never seen Love Actually, and then you get a thing. No, don't watch it. It yeah. fucking sucks. <laughs> I th- I think it's. Fu- I mean, it's not the greatest movie in the world. But I I don't know why I really. I enjoyed it for some reason, but I can. I mean, I think you love. You probably just love love. I think it depends. You love love. You go into expecting. I mean, I really think it may have been a completely different story had I not thought it was an actual good movie. You know, I don't. I I saw that movie by myself in the theater. (laughs) Cool. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm flashing back to the moment, and there was a moment when somebody said something on the. That's screen, how you know you're a professional stand-up comedian, by the way. <laughs> yes. that you saw Love Actually by yeah. yourself in a movie theater, but I wasn't on the road. Oh wow, <laughs> I was at home. I remember this, and I remember a moment where something happened on screen that was supposed to be funny or lighthearted, and I turned to the girl next to me. She was sitting a seat over this stranger to kind of that thing you do, like yeah, right, and nothing. She was a stone, yeah. just straight Locked ahead. At the, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Did you explain to her that she probably knew you from Alice FM? Oh, I wish I had. That would have been my in. Did you know that Kevin used to contribute to Alice FM where I briefly interned? Oh, I do now. Oh, wait, no. Was it Alice or? Yeah. Weren't you guys on Sarah and No Name or Sarah? No, it was the. uh, Was it it Live 105? uh, I think, yeah, it was uh, the Woody show. Oh, there you go. Mm, Yeah. There you go. Um, how do I tell my friends I don't want to see the newest Star War? Mm. It's from Joel. Boy, uh, boy, there is, people feel too much about Star Wars. I know. I, uh, yeah, geez. I know, that's a tough one. You I don't think, have to care anymore. You don't. You really don't. I and agree. I love it. Yeah, sure. I love I also, Star I, Wars. Yes, I love seeing Star Wars. I thought the new one was really terrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's something weird, something that has happened with, around the Star Wars, Mm-hmm. is that there's so many bad internet men who have made it their job to hate Star Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it now has people of color and women. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see. What you so mean. I think that when you say... And pretty good movies. And yes, and their yeah. and and coherency and jokes. <laughs> yeah. And it looks cool. Uh, that there's so many... People who hate it because of that. Yeah. That if you say, I didn't like the new Star Wars or I'm not going to see the new Star Wars, they immediately think you're doing that. Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. So huh. I think I have I, I have some friends – and everyone's just defensive about everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have some friends who say, I am afraid to say that I didn't like this one because people will assume it's some sort of men's rights argument. Yeah. And especially if you're a doughy guy with a beard, mm-hmm. people are especially – Especially suspicious that you maybe don't like it for MRA reasons. Reporting for duty, sir. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, I yeah. So I, I think if Jesse, if you came out as anti Star Wars, you would be uh, you would be uh, dragged through the streets, probably. Well, I would be pilloried as an ivory tower intellectual. I host oh, a show sure, sure, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am just trying to imagine a world 
where anyone cares about me so much that they're upset I didn't go to a movie with them. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I'm trying to imagine a world where someone invites me to the movies, frankly. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, at the point where you have three children and are admittedly uh, – a lonely misanthrope. <laughs> I did invite you to go see Love Actually with me. That's true. What that's happened. true. No, yeah, that's, that's fair. Okay. And I see. What's your food of choice when you're eating out that you could eat again and again? That's from Jonathan. Oh, uh, eggs. Any kind of egg dish. Really? Any egg dish? An omelet? Uh, an omelet? Denver omelet? Denver. Western omelet? Mm-hmm. Colorado omelet. <laughs> I'm gonna say yes to that. Is that just bigger? Rocky Mountain omelet. Sure. Mile high. That one gets you hot. <laughs> Gutter omelet. Goats in the mile. Bronco <laughs> omelet. Bronco. Yeah. Um, I no. I'm a, I'm an I'm an egg guy. But I will only if I have eggs. Uh, for like once, I won't eat them twice in the day. That's yeah. interesting. You're, you're like an egg man. I'm a walrus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you. Okay, perfect. Well, I mean, I think if we're talking about eating out, I'm going to have to say pussy. Um, <laughs> well done. Um, you know what? You know what? I will just have whenever it exists onion rings. Mm. Got some in the fridge right I now. I don't get sick of them. I just don't. Yeah. I love onion rings. But you know what? I. I am so, because I I'm not a big French fry eater. Mm-hmm. I love onion rings disproportionately. Sure, hmm. and I mean I'm, I don't hate onion. I don't hate French fries, but I don't care about them particularly. Yeah. Whereas I do really like onion rings, and onion rings is one of those foods where a garbage onion ring is still pretty good. Sure, yeah, but. I wish that there were more places that would actually make onion rings. Mm. You is know what I mean? Like as opposed to just dump a bag of frozen onion rings sure. into a – because it doesn't seem like yeah. it's – I've made onion rings before. It's not super complicated mm. or anything. Is there a restaurant that does specialty onion rings that does like I a – love that. Like a, you know – Oh, like that's our thing. You know – Yeah. We're the onion ring place. And everything else is a side. Popular opinion – oh, where where it's focused on the onion Focused onion on the onion rings and maybe like – That would be a gut buster. It's called like – it is called like Ring of Fire or yes. something like that or – Maybe you can get a slider on the side. Yeah. You know. If but, you want. If you want to get a little protein. Yeah. Chicken tikka masala for me maybe. Sure. Yeah. I, I feel like that's one where like even if you're in a – even if you're eating it out of a – Frozen Trader Joe's meal, it's still pretty good. Yeah. Mm. Um, like, I would say, like, tacos are probably my favorite thing to eat. Sure. Overall. Yeah. But a bad taco sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, you go somewhere where there's not a lot of tacos and you order a taco, there's not enough things on there mm-hmm. for it to be good. I don't know. I feel if like it's a bad. bad taco is just like, all right, you did your best. But it's just the food, you know, like, Chicken and then some. What's on a taco that I also, you know, frankly, I feel the same way about pizza. I love. Mm, I mean, yeah. I love pizza as much or more as anybody else does, which everybody loves pizza. It's sure, amazing food. But like, I don't like Pizza Hut or something. It's kind of gross to me. Like, oh really? Frankly, like I don't want to eat it. Yeah, I guess. No, or, like when enough. my wife was in law school, we went to a lot of events where there was free food, and the free food was a pile of Pizza Hut pizzas. Uh huh. And I don't like it. Like I would go out oh. of my way. I've gone to a few Chuck E. Cheeses uh, with my children. For how are the? Parties. How is that pizza? It's horrible. Yeah, it's super I gross. Haven't tasted it since I was a child. It's like worse than a Tombstone pizza. Do you know I heard they're encouraging adults to come into Chuck E. Cheese by themselves now? 
No. They're so, I'm not kidding. I mean, I know I did remember the thing a few years back where they're like, we have beer and wine now. Yes. For the millennial moms. I think they are now. I had this a long conversation with somebody and they were saying that. And I was, you know, like, well, what about this whole thing about kids? A while ago, it was don't come in without kids. Sure. And I think, and this, a friend of mine, she's sort of a Chuck E. Cheese expert. Uh-huh. Um, she, uh, Jamie Loftus, very funny comedian. She was saying, yeah, no, they're. They're happy with them coming in. Well, it seems like Welcome. with the with the rise of the barcade, yeah, which I think every every city with a hip neighborhood has yeah. one of these now. It seems like you, if you could coax the hipsters in, you know, like yeah. saying, "Hey, kids are out of here at eight o'clock, mm-hmm. but after eight, we're breaking out the craft brews yeah. and the what have yous." Uh, you got a little income source right there. Yeah, there you go. I, don't, I shouldn't say that. She, I, I I think it was her that said that, but I, I don't know. I thought it was weird. If you could be any animal on Earth, would you become another animal? Would you animorph? Mm. It's from Tony. Briefly or permanently? I'm human all the way. Humans are humans have dominion over the beasts. Mm. It's true. Other beasts don't know that. That's true. Yeah. Because <laughs> they've never read the Bible. Tell that to my cat. Mm. <laughs> okay. Tell, She's tell the boss. The She's the boss. Yeah. I'm with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the cat. Uh, now, wait. Is this, I can morph back and forth? Mm, I think you have to do it once and. Oh, no. I'm going to be a, a human. Yeah. I think if I'm on my deathbed, I'll just transform into a monkey for a couple hours before I die. Mm-hmm. I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Hang by my tail. It seems fun. Yeah. Or what about a mighty eagle? Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to go monkey. You could fly. Yeah, but hanging by the tail seems like such a a blast to me. You can do that now. You could hang by the legs. Yeah, but it's a tail and you're hanging by it. You peel something with your feet. I don't know. It just seems fun. Okay, here's something from Doc. My friend brings quinoa to work, but calls it quinoa. Nope. Is he just trolling me? <laughs> I mean, he has to be at this point. I I was listening to our friend Helen Zaltzman's <laughs> podcast, mm-hmm. Answer Me This, which I recommend to all Jordan Jesse Go listeners, one of my faves. And she and her co-host, Ollie Mann, had an extensive discussion of quinoa or quinoa, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Quinoa, maybe they were saying. I don't think British people know about quinoa. It's called quinoa. Oh, interesting. Huh. Maybe it, they've only seen it written. Nothing has ever led me to more harshly judge other people than listening to them repeatedly say that wrong. And I don't even know if I'm right. Like, I want to be clear. It could be that in Peru or wherever quinoa is from, they call it quinoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe we've changed it. That's yeah. true. Quinoa is one of those foods that there's another one that I'm, I'm trying to remember now. But it's where I've always known how to pronounce it. But for a while, when I would see it on the page, I wouldn't. I would just gloss mm. over it. I wouldn't. I'd what like, whatever this? that is, I wouldn't make the connection. Right. Like like uh, when I was a kid, I thought that there were two different words: debris and debris. <laughs> yeah, right? I, 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 uh, awry and ari. Mm-hmm. I had that. Yep, that's classic. Mm. What's a modern social convention you wish would revert back to the old ways? And what's an enduring convention you wish would die already? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh That's from Chase. From Chase. And in, uh, wait, so, so read it again. 
What's a modern social convention you wish would revert back to the old ways? And what's an enduring convention you wish would die already? For me, the answer to the first one is easy. Plague doctors. Mm, sure. With those big leather cones. Yeah. I would like doctors to wear big leather cones again. And I would like for my barber to do my surgery. <laughs> exactly. What? Cones? Yeah, plague doctors. They wore giant, like, bird noses made out of leather. What? Dude. That's not a thing. Hmm? That's a thing? Yeah. Or was a thing? That's what you want to Clearly, come Clearly, you haven't been to a lot of steampunk meetups. <laughs> oh, that. Those are, wait. Is that. That's a. That's just what happened when I Googled plague doctor. So you're telling me. It's probably also a death when metal band in there, too, there isn't there? was a plague yeah. I'm, back just, then. I'm just guessing. Yeah. Is that that's what someone would really wear? They weren't just headed to a a party, a, a masquerade ball as a crow. Yeah. All right. They were very fuckable. I guess, but you have to be careful with that thing coming down on your face. I bet. In general, I'm a fan of modernity. Yeah, I like it. Of what? Modernity. Yeah, I mean, should we what get rid that? of like racism or something? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah oh, let's yeah, get rid of. Let's say racism. Let's say racism. <laughs> you might as well. Yeah, as long as we got... Well, we have the power, the yeah. sweeping authority. Okay, what's the right age to get my daughter into video games? Should I get a Nintendo Switch? Tyler. Jordan, didn't you get a Nintendo? I don't have a Nintendo Switch. Oh, you have Nintendo Wii U. I have uh, Nintendo Wii U, Wii U mm. uh, which, I, uh, which I bought a couple years ago, drunk on Amazon. Okay. Uh-huh. That is my, my first and only drunk Amazon purchase. Like you were drunk on the power that Amazon gives us to have <laughs> almost any product in the world delivered to our doors. Yes, exactly. I had not had any liquor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just drunk on the power. Yeah. Um, you, you got drunk and then bought stuff online? Yeah, yeah. This is the only time. I mean, I think it's a thing that people people talk about doing. Every you know, I think anyone who drinks seems yeah. to have a story about. Oh my gosh, I woke up and you know, then this showed oh, up. Wow, yeah. a couple days later. I don't think I've ever done that. But oh, I think yeah. because the minute I sit down, if I've been drinking a lot, if I've been drinking enough to make me just buy something crazy online, if I sit down, you're I'm watching just, Love Actually. I'm watching yeah, Love Actually turn it until on. I pass out. He loves love, folks. Mm-hmm. The man loves love. But anyway, sorry, I interrupted. I mean, it might it might go back to your time in the romance heavy world of oh, R and B boy bands. Maybe yeah. just in that time, you absorbed so much love, so much love that you that Act- any movie that has love as a central theme, yeah. you're just drawn to. Yes, that's possible. Um, yes, so I bought a Wii U a couple years ago. There was mm-hmm. a bundle came with the new Smash Brothers. Okay. Um, yeah, and it, and I think I think you know, uh, Nintendo people uh, they will all agree with the fact that maybe the Wii U not their strongest system. A lot of fun games for it, but just didn't didn't have the lifespan. Uh, but uh, on the on the plus side, I got to play the new Zelda on it, uh, which was great. The new Zelda's the best video game ever made, um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, so I don't, but as far as like when to get your kid into them, you know, as a guy who loves video games, I, and I genuinely do, I like them a lot and I think, uh, you know, I, I, I love to play them. They're a really fun part of my childhood. Don't, I don't think you have to consciously try and get your kids into them. I don't think it's like no. an enriching thing. I feel like they'll just, they'll, they'll fall into it if they. Yeah. I was. They're looking all for, over. It's like they're not, they will find out about video. That's games. the thing your peers you get drawn into with yeah. your friends and your peers and stuff. Yeah. Like that. I was trying to figure out what video game might be appropriate for my oldest kid, who's now six. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the main 
the main problem is the top suggestion was a video game we talked about on this show in the past, Starman Farm Game. And in that game, you obsess over planting crops and growing them. There's no reason to be doing it. It starts to control your mind. You do it obsessively. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, all you can think about is whether you're, when your peach fruit, your peach mm-hmm. tree is going to bear fruit, and whether you should make a jam out of the fruit once the f- fruit comes out of the peach tree. Okay, it's the worst yeah. possible thing that a <laughs> child could get involved in. That's just life. It is just a nightmare. It is yeah. a horrible nightmare. This thing. So, I also got this game called Unravel. And it's where you're like a ball of string that's running around and you're navigating through a a sort of melancholic world of memory. Mm, That sounds fun. What? Uh, And it's it's a really lovely kind of puzzle-ish game. It has a nice pace so it doesn't take over your mind. Uh, And my daughter thinks it's really cool. And it's really beautiful to watch her play. Mm And see her, and it's very challenging to her to figure out the puzzles. So. It just sounds like an existential dream, like <laughs> yeah. this ball it's of yarn ba- just unraveling. It's made by some Scandinavians, I think. Ah, uh, sure. Wow. I think like the main thing for me is that certainly almost any kid will react to the kind of video games that just have a lot of input and reaction, like a lot of button pushing, mm-hmm. your Super Mario type games, and there are games like that that are really great games. Like Super Mario, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know if that's really good for kids to do with their brains. I think it's a little brain scramble. Yeah, you both you both have games like a, a Nintendo. Or I have an Xbox, and Jordan Jordan has a PlayStation. I've been threatening to get a PlayStation forever, and I have yet to buy one. They're a lot of fun. I know. I'm just afraid I and won't. And they're cheap now I'll too. Get sucked into it, and then I won't do anything it's else. It's a concern. It's yeah. a concern. Uh, yeah, don't get Skyrim because you'll just play Skyrim for a year. What kind of games do you traditionally like to play? All I want are like Batman and Star Wars games. Sure, <laughs> well, yeah, those exist. So I heard I should get the, the PS4. Ba- I went through all the way through this Batman game. Yeah, I don't know what it was about. Was it Arkham? I sure like. Yeah, I sure liked pretending to be Batman. I know it's a lot of fun. So fun, and I don't even care about Batman. That ba- I, I will say Batman. that that Batman game is a is a is a life is a life ruler, but it's brief. It's yeah. not like one know. of those games that just keeps going and going. Like, you'll be soups into it for two weeks, but then yeah. it ends. I I did have I have like an original PlayStation. Cool PS One. No, not the PS One. I think there was just a PlayStation, and then yeah. there was a PS One after that. Right? Someone yeah. explain this to me. Like, so yeah, so the PlayStation. So I think they rebranded like, it as PS One, and they put out a. But it's okay. the same machine. Yeah. It must be this. Okay. Um, and I played Tomb Raider on that. I played Tomb Raider and I played uh, uh, a subject of Resident the worst Evil. movie you've ever seen. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, and I got sucked into. Th- I remember sitting in bed for hours just playing Tomb Raider and Resident Evil. Yeah, and then I I got rid of it, and uh, and I you know I became a successful professional sure. comedian and comedy yeah. writer. Sure, and you're looking maybe at had romantic relationships. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to destroy it yeah. all, everything I've built. Yeah, I my I I also bought this game. I have not tried playing it with my daughter, but some kind of connect game where you it's like Disney music concert Fantasia something. Mm. I don't know. I can give that a try. 
Sure. There you go. Sounds that like for fun. Full, Sounds like fun. Full-throated recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> I think this game's been sitting around, I heard was kind of good. There's nothing hotter than Connect games these yeah. days, too. Yeah, got that dead interface. Yeah, get your get your kids on the hottest the hottest interface. What's a what's a trend fashion or lifestyle from the past that you would like to see make its comeback in 2018? Hammer pants. Yeah, I, mean, I think we <laughs> <laughs> you, you were quick really with that. Ready with that. You yeah. had it. I, I just popped in right away. They're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look. They looked cool back then. Yeah. And if we all start wearing them again, they'll look cool again. Now, are they? How different are they though from from the harem pant that had its big return four or five years ago? I think they're the same. They're probably easier to wear because they have a less dropped crotch. Yeah, that hammer pants were 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 actually that was the proper name, drop crotch pants. Yeah, they those feel super comfortable. Yeah, you just have, you're just moving all this you can space breathe. to move around. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Get, and, go down, head down to the chess king, and get yourself a pair. Oh man, get hit hit, hit oak tree, go uh-huh. get some, and a nice uh, shimmery rayon shirt. Hmm. You're good to go. Some patent leather shoes. Yeah, I'm gonna say Big Johnson shirts. Oh <laughs> yeah. God. Hey, yeah, finally God. break your collection back out. Yeah, right? I had a collection of those. Oh, nice. What oh, was your prized man. Big Johnson shirt? I'd, I th- uh, I don't even want to. The one that I remember It was that liquor makes in me, the front poker in yes, the rear, it right? Liquor it, in the that's front the one that makes me throw up the most. I was like, <laughs> I wore this in public. I Oh, my God. Jesus. We were not allowed Big Johnson shirts. Uh, my house. My mom uh, was pretty strict about that. We mm-hmm. were not allowed. I was, or I that was. That must not have been allowed. very difficult for you because local laws in Orange County actually required you sure. to wear them to be admitted to the school system. Yeah, right. Mm. Exactly. So uh, I had to get bus to another school district. Right. It was really it was complicated. <laughs> San Diego County. Uh, my mom would not let me buy a cross color shirt because she said it was gang related. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. So, dude, I could get. You know, cro- we've talked about the actual happening return of cross colors. Mm-hmm. But if cross colors came back so hard that white people were allowed to wear them again, I think so fondly of my one pair of cross color shorts that I managed to get my hands on mm-hmm. in the cross colors uh, at the peak of cross colors. They yeah. were like purple and green. Yeah. I think of them so fondly. There's so many pictures of me wearing them at Disneyland, visiting my grandparents, oh, great. whatever. And, you know, I really support a message of. Uh, transracial communication in love. Sure, you know. I had let's, bri- let's bridge those. Let's bridge those gaps. Uh, let's bridge them. Put mm-hmm. them all together yeah. with, with uh, all kinds of pastels. Mm. Yeah, that's really what it's all about. Orange and you just had like universal colors. Yeah, yeah. I just I had advertised a... by speech from Arrested Development. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had. A, I remember. When I had Baba one. OJ and I are getting dressed <laughs> oh for a lazy. Oh my God! Saturday. You remember that guy's name? Holy Baba God. OJ. Forgot about that. Yeah, I had a pair man. of. It was a rap group with an old man in it. He was there for his wisdom. Yes, he didn't do anything. He never said anything. How he, do we know he was wise? He was behind the scenes. He was showing <laughs> his his signature wisdom. He's writing it down, probably. He was probably on the boards. Yeah. That's why their second album, Zingala Maduni, was so successful. Because <laughs> of the wisdom of Baba OJ. Oh, my God. Yeah. Who else was it in that group? Uh, there cares? was a lady. There were two ladies. Two ladies. One of them was uh, uh, Dion Ferris, who went on to do a solo thing. And then there was the other woman who was bald. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was Baba OJ. And Baba OJ in speech. Yep. Huh. Cross colors. Yeah, I'd be pretty into the return of cross colors. I could. I'd be down with it. 
It's coming. I mean, I know I'm a fancy dad now, and it's not really appropriate for my age category. But let's face it. You're on the bus. You see somebody wearing Carl Connie. Is it appropriate for their age category? No, <laughs> no. not at all. No. That's yeah. all right. And I can finally get that cross-color shirt that I was denied as a kid. I, and then I, I could finally get involved in some gang stuff. Those were anything <laughs> but gang colors. I know. Yeah, that yeah. was the that opposite was, of I gang mean, colors. I think, I think there was a blue or a red fair, in there. was right about Big Johnson shirts. That's true. She you should was. not have I should not have worn those. Yeah, yeah, she was right. Yeah. I, think that just, I think that just, you know, when we were growing up, uh, you know, you, there's a lot of hysteria on the local news about what gangs were doing. Mm-hmm. And I think moms probably didn't have a lot of information. Yeah. So they're just making a, they're just making a judgment based on the information they were given. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they were right, and sometimes they were wrong. You ever have a pager? No, I never had a pager. Oh, I did. I definitely had a pager, and my dad was opposed to it because he thought it would make me seem like a drug drug dealer. Sure. Not a doctor. I know. <laughs> the show Doogie Howser had already come Duke, out. By I was much more could... convincing as a Doogie Howser than I was <laughs> yeah. as a drug dealer. I think that's a good point. Even in a neighborhood with many more drug dealers yeah. than, than Doogie Howser. You were the one person to be like, oh, I got to get to work. Yeah. You would. I was, I oh, was just talking about. Sir, they need me in surgery. <laughs> yes. I, I was just talking to someone about my pager today. I had a pager that would give you text messages. And it was oh, an 800 wow. number. And you, you would so if you were going to page me, you'd call it an answering service. Mm-hmm. Someone would get Kevin Avery's pay or whatever the hell. Holy shit! And then you, what are you fucking Spencer for hire? I don't, I don't know what was going on with me. So, and but you would call and leave your message, and then they have to read it back to you. And then I would get this thing on my pager, and Al Madrigal used to call me. He pay, he would page me every now and then with these very sexually suggestive <laughs> homoerotic messages, and he, his whole thing he was like, "Yeah," and they have to read it back to you, and you could hear it in the guy's voice. He's just just so annoyed to have to say this, and so every once in a while he would wait long enough for me to forget that it was a thing, and then every once in a while I'd get. Uh, had a great time. Uh, you give the best hot tub massages ever. Your hands are wonderful, you know. And I'm like, oh, oh, good old Al. So okay, actually, I God, know I'd, I'd love so, to get a text message like that from Al Magical. <laughs> I I I never had a pager, but mm-hmm. I was so, so pager codes is a thing, right? If yeah. you text somebody a one four three, yeah. I love you. So yeah, Kevin, yes. what's the pager code for love? Actually, <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really just the shrug emoji. Yeah, <laughs> ultimately, that's just like oh, maybe this is good. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Podcasts. 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 They're audio programs that tell smart stories in innovative ways using editing techniques like this. Like this. Like this. But let's face it, all that smart stuff can be exhausting. That's where Stop Podcasting Yourself comes in. It's so stupid. It's just two stupid dinguses. Being dumb idiot jerks for 90 minutes. Stop Podcasting Yourself. The stupid show that smart people love. Find it on iTunes. Or MaximumFun.org. Another Jordan Jesse go in the books. 2018 is going to be a great year. That's my that's my promise to you. I think so too. I also promise that. Eh, 
It's a bad I, promise. Why, why are we getting in this business? I know, really. <laughs> Did you say the same about 2017? <laughs> yeah, we were really emphatic about it. Like, ooh, I well, hope David Bowie dies again. <laughs> yeah, people genuinely believe 2017 was going to be a great year because 2016 sucked so bad. And now look at us. Yeah. We're back in the same place. I know. What's next year going to bring? Maybe we should get a new pet or something. Jesus Oh, Christ. that might be nice. Like a guinea pig? Sure. Those are cute. Mm. We, we, get a porg? Yeah. I can't. Yeah, porgs. Yeah. We're the, you know, we're probably, I mean, I think it's in Disney's best interest at this point to open up a genetic lab. Yeah. And start creating some of these things that we see on screen. Porgs. Crystal dog. It can be done. Oh, I Others. Know. Is that a dog? Love I a thought it was dog. a cat. Mm, no, you know, it was like a dog. Rabbit horse. It's really a fox. Yeah. Sort of fox. I think those, but, <laughs> but I thought it was a little like a lynx. I think those animals probably the are designed so brilliantly because no matter what kind of person you are, mm-hmm. you can see your favorite animal upon that. Thing. Right. That's true. I'm racist, and it looked white to me. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't mm. judge it. There mm-hmm. you go. Mm. Um, I can I can I say a sincere thing about that Star Wars movie? Yes. Sure. I know it's a it's a little late now by the time this runs, but like. I fucking love looking at all those different space animals and space creatures. It's great. I, I don't care about that in any other movie uh-huh. besides Star Wars movie. But like even in the bat like even in like the Phantom Menace or whatever. Yeah. I just love looking at all those different space animals and and space creatures. I do like when they come up with a good one that's unique and interesting. Like the thing they when you see uh, uh one of the characters see milks one of them. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. That was kind of those looked really cool and they're just sitting there on the like it looks like this is a re- you're, I'm in this real different world now. That's yeah. it's always fun to it's, see. It's it's and I cuz I was watching that milking part. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Sorry, spoilers for The Last Jedi. <laughs> Somebody gets milked oh, in The Last Jedi. Someone gets milked. Yeah. And I'm watching that milking scene, and I'm like, you know, it's shit like this is why these movies are a little long. But ah, I don't care. He's milking <laughs> that thing. He's looking at him. Yeah. He's yeah. going to drink its milk. There you yeah. go. I like it. Kevin Avery, what a joy it's been to have you here on the program. Uh, love coming over here. Kevin Avery, people, we can folks see you doing any stand-up anywhere anytime soon? Um, Maybe by the time this comes. when I don't know. January. When, January. We're looking at January. Uh, well, you'll have just missed me at Cobb's Comedy Club the 28th, mm. 29th, and 30th. So. I'm sure you were great. Yes. Great work at Cobbs. Yeah. You'll North read about Beach it loves paper. Kevin Avery. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, otherwise, I don't know what I'm doing in the new year. Well, you got a great job on a new show. Yeah. But I'll still... Uh, well, uh, Jim Jeffrey's back in March. There you go. So uh, check that. March 27th, I believe, is when we're coming back on the air. Comedy Central. That guy's engaging hot button issues. He really is. The hottest of buttons. Yeah, and he's doing it with a foreigner's eye. Mm. Oh, different perspective a little bit. Frankly, I don't think he should have been allowed in the code. Oh, boy. Okay, all well, right. Well, see, that's all one right. of those hot button issues sure. we talk about yep. on the Jim yep. Jeffrey Show, Comedy Central, Tuesdays at 10.30. See, that's a plug, George. That's a good plug. Yeah. It's a good that's plug. A I'm plug. tuning in. You can join mm-hmm. us on Reddit, MaximumFun.Reddit.com. And remember, if you have any corrections for this week's program, where should people send those, Jordan? Oh, those are at Gas Station TV on yes, Twitter. Sorry, at Twitter, Gas Station at TV. Gas Station TV. <laughs> the Let company that puts the little screens on gas pumps. Uh, <laughs> I am at Jesse Thorne. Wait, Jordan do they, is. I guess I. Do they put the screens or do they program the screens? I don't Probably know. Probably both, right? Probably mm. both. Probably yeah. both. It's not like you get a pump with screens and then you got to. 
you got to decide between gas station TV and Comcast. Sure. No, yeah. wait. I think the I think there's a different company that makes that installs the TV. It might be different. Roadrunner. That's cable. a hardware the hardware software issue. I think you're you right. Got to split that. Down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway. At Gas Station TV, if you had any problems with today's show. Danny Baruela is on the board if you hated, this week. If you hated the milking in Star Wars. Brian Sonny D. Fernandez is our producer. The show is called Jordan Jesse Go. We'll get you back to floor coverings next week. Bye. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.